0: Hi, and welcome to First Bite, a nation's restaurant news podcast. I'm your host, Holly Petrie. Today is Thursday, February 22nd, and here are your top stories. First, Annie Ann's and Cinnabon parent company, Focus Brands, rebrands to go-to foods. The Atlanta-based restaurant company is undergoing a brand evolution, signaling its transformation into a platform company. Second, Savvy Sliders named the winner of nation's restaurant news, Burger Showdown. The Michigan-based chain is looking to see a 50% increase in growth this year. Third, McDonald's launches its first beauty collab. McDonald's and Nails Inc. have teamed up to offer products like the I'm Loving It Gold Heart nail topper. Fourth, Little Caesars adds modular units to its development portfolio. Little Caesars launched its pod program in December and opened its first modular restaurant in Iowa. Franchisees are showing significant interest so far. And finally, Wendy's expects to test dynamic pricing and day part offers in 2025. New CEO Kirk Tanner outlines a $30 million investment in digital menu boards over the next two years, as well as a new $55 million investment in breakfast marketing. Now let's dive deeper into a trending story of our website. This past Valentine's Day, there was a trend among limited-service restaurants. Several high-profile companies turned one or a few units into fine dining experiences. Shake Shack launched a pop-up at two Los Angeles restaurants to promote its new Korean-style menu on Valentine's Day, called the Swicy Date Night Experience, Swicy being a combination of sweet and spicy, two common Korean flavors. In New York City and Los Angeles, Panda Express unveiled its newest menu item, Firecracker Shrimp, via a five-course tasting menu at two select locations. The menu included an elevated take on Panda Express classics, as well as other Chinese-American dishes. And Wingstop, in honor of being named one of the worst date spots, launched its own fine dining Valentine's Day experience that included a pairing menu with alcohol and the chain's famous wings and chicken items. What do all these activations mean? Let's turn to Brett Thorne for more. All right. Well, Brett, we've seen uh, a new trend among fast casuals. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that and how it's sort of uh, crossing lines in the restaurant industry?
1: Well, it's it's limited service in general, fast casual and quick service. And these restaurants are finding ways to promote themselves as like fine dining destinations, but it's, it's all marketing gimmick. It's not something that, you know, they're, they're actually changing their formats or anything, uh, but they are hosting fancy dinners for usually one night, um, to promote their, uh, usually new menu items, uh, but also to sort of let I, well, really, I think it's really so that influencers can take pictures of people eating, you know, their fancy food at Wingstop or Panda Express. But, uh, so what's happening is these restaurants are, are converting a couple of venues into like full service, fancy restaurants. And, this is something White Castle has been doing for many years on Valentine's Day that they set up a whole date night thing and there are flowers on the table and you can have a romantic dinner at, uh, at White Castle. Uh, but then Shake Shack decided uh, to have two of their restaurants in the Los Angeles area offer fancy... Prefixed Meals uh, promoting their Korean products, Korean-influenced menu items that are currently on the menu. They have a burger and a fried chicken sandwich and, you know, related fries and, and sides and so on. And so they set up two of the locations to be concert venues and sold tickets for about forty bucks a person at one location, it was uh, sort of date night oriented for two people, so eighty bucks, and uh, the other was for a group of four for hundred and sixty bucks. And you go and you have your set meal of either the chicken sandwich or the uh, or the burger, and then you watch the performance. and It's a one off thing, and that's the end of it. And Wingstop also did that because apparently they'd made it onto a list of the worst place to go on a first date. And we stopped thought, screw you, we are not a bad place to go on a first date. So they turned just one restaurant in uh, in New York City, in Manhattan, into a fine dining, full service place. And they, they did a, a tasting menu in which, instead of carrots and celery, they did sort of a wedge salad with carrots and celery and creme fraiche ranch dressing. And they turned their boneless wings into sliders, uh, different sliders, each using a different garnish and each uh, of one, each of their many wing sauces. So, you know, there was a whole uh, gamut of different sliders. And then they uh, did a, a tasting of wings for mild to hot. And then their, their chicken sandwich breast, they turned into sort of a schnitzel and promoted their new, or their returning hot honey. So uh, they did a sort of hot honey schnitzel with root vegetables. And for dessert, Wingstep only has one dessert, it's a brownie. But at this location, they got out blowtorches and they put sort of a marshmallow uh, sauce on top and served it in a, a graham cracker crust so it was like a s'mores thing and they took a blowtorch and they torched it and then they put a dome over it and they put smoke in it so it was all smoking and so you reveal the dome uh oh you pull off the dome and there is uh a smoked brownie uh and i got to go to that one it was pretty good uh all, all a really tasty evening and then panda express did a similar thing also in New York city to promote the return of their firecracker shrimp. And they partnered with a catering company and started out with a little tasting portion of their orange shrimp, or sorry, their orange chicken. And then they did little sandwiches with their Mongolian beef. And then the firecracker shrimp with, uh, a sort of quinoa type of fried rice and some side vegetables. And they did a green tea tiramisu for dessert or a tiramisu, as they called it for dessert. And I mean, this just shows something that we've been discussing a lot lately about how important marketing is and how important, especially marketing with video on social media, especially user generated content, which is. Just a, a huge way to to get attention. I mean, it worked for us. I I shot videos of me eating the food, and uh, one of them went up as an Instagram Reel, and another one's going to go up soon. So, it it's an effective way to uh, let people know that you're an out of the box thinking company and you're cool. And and since we're in Valentine's Day season or just getting past it, it's uh you can turn it into a romantic date night thing. I'll I'll be curious to see if there's any like. Roush's drunkenness for Saint Patrick's Day or, you know what else they might have planned. Certainly, I mean last year actually, now that I think of it, uh, Smashburger did a picnic in the summer where they invited a bunch of influencers and we sat down and had a festive picnic. They gave us swag, they gave us pickleball sets, because everybody was playing pickleball, and uh, these sort of uh, influencer events seem to get attention. I mean, it, we wouldn't keep seeing them if they didn't work.
0: I guess I'm comparing this to the recent Taco Bell event, their Live Moss Live, that was very influencer-focused, but had all these new menu innovations that applied to the whole country, and while these marketing moves from these brands are interesting and they draw attention, I think a lot of people are probably like, how how am I influenced by this? How am I implicated by this marketing move? Because it just seems like flash and bang and not a lot of substance. So, I mean, what do you think those criticisms could be for these brands? Well,
1: you know, marketing in general is is can be sort of, loose and whether it's super effective can be unclear, but if you're getting people's attention and getting eyeballs in front of you in a way not related to scandal or food poisoning, I think you're going to get some traction. You're going to be in people's minds when they drive by your brand, they might think, oh, I feel good about that brand. I'm going to go in there and get a uh, what what's the new Taco Bell empanada? a crunchonada, I think or crispinada. Crispinada. Thank you. Yes, the crispinada or um, the hot honey on the wingstop wings or the firecracker shrimp panda. You know, the being part of somebody's consciousness I think is useful. And you mentioned the, the Taco Bell boondoggle extravaganza. There have been other smaller ones. I keep getting invited to more test kitchens to see you know, what's going on. I, I've been to Red Robin, and I was at Jack in the Box recently, and I'm, I'm sure there's more to come. Um, it's also interesting that restaurant chains used to test menu items quietly. You know, they do it in one or two markets and sort of get an idea of what was happening. And I think because obviously every place has social media. So if you're testing something, someone's going to yell about it. Uh, So I I think many brands are getting in front of the messaging and saying, hi, we're testing this stuff in in Laredo and Dubuque. So, you know, if you want to check it out, you can. And it makes my job easier that I don't have to, you know, scout things out and, and scour the Internet for tests and stuff. They just let me know and the rest of the planet. So, um, I mean, I guess it, it adds to transparency and that's a good thing.
0: Well, I remember the Shake Shack with their truffle menu
1: last, they year. The last year. They
0: had they had this big, you know, you could reserve spots and it sold out almost instantly. So are any of these activations kind of mirroring that or are they more of an influencer type thing rather than for the general public?
1: Well, the, uh, Wingstop one was, uh, for the general public on Valentine's Day and for influencers like me the day before Valentine's Day uh and I have no doubt that they sold out instantly uh Panda Express I'm pretty sure was only for influencers they did two days and uh it certainly got my attention they had they had sort of a festive jazzy violinist playing and all the servers were all dressed up and and we were given uh special non-alcoholic beverages mine was a some sort of mango specialty thing. At Wingstop, they actually did pairings. So they did a a lemon pepper lemonade, which lemon pepper, very trendy wing flavor, very popular. Um, They served uh, the wings with a beer with a nice IPA, which went really well. Um, Started off with some sparkling cider. So you, you can get pretty fancy with these things, and uh, it, it's it's something that is unique enough that is going to get people's attention. Although I wonder if they all do it, how long is it going to be unique?
0: Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of First Bite. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new one. Until then, stay up to date with all your news on com.